You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. I am Martina Cunha, and you're listening to Backstage Talk. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Backstage Talk. Today's guest is Deborah Cardona, who was most recently seen as Mrs. Meeker in the Broadway revival of Funny Girl. She also covered a couple of um, other roles as an understudy on that show. But you probably may have seen her in Mornings at Seven, A Christmas Carol, and Soul Doctor playing in New York, um, and also a bunch of other TV and film stuff. She played Emma Goldman in Ragtime at Paper Mail Playhouse, Abuela Claudia in five regional productions of In the Heights, which is iconic, one of my favorite characters ever, and Abuela Consuelo in the national tour of On Your Feet. Deborah, I am starstruck to have you over. Welcome to Backstage Talk. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so happy to be here. Ah, uh, yes, yes. I am truly honored. So what else did I miss on your bio? Because I know that was a really short version. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, I'm a New Yorican. I was born in New York. My grandparents, three of my four grandparents were born in Puerto Rico, Um my parents were born in Spanish Harlem in New York, which is which is East Harlem. Yeah. Uh, I was born there as well. And we moved to the South Bronx and then we moved out to Queens. Um, and so when I decided to uh, become an actress, um, I stayed in New York. So I studied in New York. Um, but uh, the last 10 years, I, I did a lot of I did a lot of theater. I did tours. I did regionals. I played all sorts of roles. Um, and then my husband and I went out to Los Angeles because he went to pr pursue voiceover in animation and video games. And that's all out there. So I went out there and actually started doing a little TV. I did a couple of episodes of of scandal um i did an episode of pose i had a recurring role as hector's mom in crazy ex-girlfriend uh and now i'm doing video games so i'm doing lots of voiceover that is amazing look at you a multi-hyphenate <laughs> <laughs> i love that i love that so when you started in theater why did you choose theater and musical theater well, when I was in eighth grade, they took us to see a production of Godspell, which at the time was running off Broadway and then soon would transfer to Broadway. I fell in love with it. I bought the cast album and I played it constantly. I learned all the words. I acted it out in my backyard. I wanted to be in musical theater and I wanted to be on Broadway. So that's that's. That's what inspired me. Um, then I went to college and studied acting. I did not study musicals. I just studied 
acting. So I'm a classically trained actress. And after college, I started taking uh, singing lessons and dancing lessons so that I could be in musicals. And once I started doing musicals, that's mostly what I've done. I've done some plays, but it's, I'd say 95% of my work has been in musicals and it's been a joy. Oh, that is great. That is great. Tell us a little bit more about your Broadway debut. Oh, my goodness. Um, I made my Broadway debut last year in Funny Girl. Now, I have been doing theater professionally for, at the time, for 41 years. Um, so I've done everything else. I've done off-Broadway. I've done off-off-Broadway. I've done national tours. I've done all the regionals. Um, I've done dinner theater. I have done every kind of theater <laughs> that you can do except for Broadway. Um, I, was, uh, I was in New York uh, doing Mornings at 7, and I just happened to be in New York when they were having auditions for Funny Girl. I never thought I'd get it. Honestly, I walked in the room and I did my audition and I walked out and I thought, well, that's done. I'll never hear from them again. And then a month later, I heard from them <laughs> and they said, can you come back in a month and have a work session with the director? And, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. <laughs> I can come back in a month. So I came back in a month. I had the work session with the director and the musical director, and they had some of the producers on Zoom. Uh, and I left the room and I thought, I think that went really well. <laughs> so, um, and then later that evening, um, my... My agent FaceTimed me so he could see the look on my face when he told me that I was going to make my Broadway debut and we both started crying. Oh my God. I got, I got the feels too. Like these, I live for these type of stories. Thank you for sharing that because I mean, after 41 years, you got your Broadway debut. Th those were 41 years of grinding, of hard work, of changing cities, of doing a lot of different stuff. Um, so that is really inspiring because like we, in, in this industry, it's very common to like have the collective thought of, I need to be very young and have my Broadway debut very young. But you are one of those stories that inspire a lot of us that are, that are in New York and are not in New York, that it's never too late to keep dreaming and keep doing the stuff that you love until you achieve one other role. That maybe it's Broadway, maybe it's not, but you are on your way. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, it really never is too late. Um, I honestly thought I would, by this time, I would never be on Broadway. So when the opportunity came, I didn't put so much pressure on myself. I just went in there and I had a great time and it went really, really well. And I thought, well, I made a good impression. That's all. That's all I can do. You just go in there and do the best you can. Yes. And then you go home. Um, now, we have a couple of Broadway debuts of uh, dancers that are 19 years old. So, you know, they basically came right out of their training program yeah. and and they were in the right place at the right time and they are on Broadway. Um, it could happen at any time. 
or it could not happen. Yeah. You just never know. Um, I've always been very happy to keep working and I've been doing a lot of different things. Yeah. So at my age, there's not a whole lot of roles in theater for people my age. So I was very lucky to audition for this show that had several older women in it and several older men as well. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, really, it's really a great show for character people. Uh, but that is so inspiring. I, I'm, I'm, you made my date. <laughs> <laughs> How has your heritage impacted or influenced your artistry? It's interesting because when you're doing a role, there is always a part of you in it, even if, even if it has nothing to do with your heritage. I've yeah. done a bunch of productions of Fiddler on the Roof, and I am not Jewish, but the whole idea of your community and family and where you come from and trying to preserve that is very, very in my wheelhouse. It's how yeah. I grew up. Um and when I went on to do In the Heights, I, I, tr I always describe it to people as Fiddler on the Roof in Washington Heights because <laughs> it's over three days. And in, after those three days, a lot of people will not be there anymore. Every, you know, uh, Usnavi stays, but yeah. other people leave. So it's the last three days you're together um, in this community and this family. So um, I feel like uh, also doing musical theater and doing musical theater specifically, there were not, you know, I've been doing this for a very long time. So when I started um, studying in the late 1970s, I am quite old. <laughs> um, and, and I graduated in 1980 from NYU. So when at that time, there was West Side Story. Um, they had brought Zoot Suit uh, to Broadway, and it did not do well. It did not run long at all. And pretty much on Broadway, and I'm saying specifically Broadway, that was it. Now, in New York, there are Latin theater companies. There's Pregones, there's Puerto Rican Traveling Theater, there's Teatro La Thea. Those were the places where you could go to work with your people and, yeah. and work on new things. Um, plays, there were more plays available to do as a Latin actor. Musicals, if that's what you wanted to do, you were not going to portray yourself. Um, and that was, that was hard um, because I always wanted to do it. I always felt that um, nobody knew who I was and where I came from because it was not on the Broadway musical stage. And then I saw In the Heights. And it was exactly my experience. I was born in Spanish Harlem. My parents grew up in Spanish Harlem. This took place in Washington Heights. I used to I used to sleep on my grandmother's fire escape when it was too hot in the summer. I mean, I, I, you know, we would, you know, we'd open the fire hydrants. All of that was my experience. And this was the first thing that was going to explain to the world what that community was and what that experience was. And I bawled like a baby through the whole thing. So I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you're going to have me crying right now. <laughs> that is beautiful. And... I mean, 
that is why I absolutely love having these conversations because you you had this whole journey of being visible and feeling seen on stage with, even if it was 20, 30, 40 years later, but you had this experience and I, I just love your experience within the Heights. And it was like a huge full circle moment because you've done so many regional productions of this show. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I had never, until that time, I had never done a musical with an almost all Latin cast. And let me tell you, it's like a party. Every production <laughs> of In the Heights I've done there, my familia, when I went on tour with On Your Feet, oh my goodness. <laughs> it was it was another party. And um, we all just cherished every moment. Um, that production of On Your Feet that went on tour, five of the 10 musicians were original Miami Sound Machine. So that sound, and they were on stage. So yeah. the band was the most inc incredible sound I ever heard. And we just, we ha just had a wonderful, wonderful time. Um, so I want more musicals for Latin actors yeah. and actresses. Um, I, I want that. And that's happening. Yeah. It's happening. Little by little, um, I am on the advisory board of the Latine Musical Theater Lab. Yeah, it, with Ryan. With Ryan. Have you talked to Ryan? Yes. He is incredible. And he, I mean, he started this by himself with no money and he's becoming a force. So I think some really good things are going to come out of that. And I have so much hope for the future so that we have a body of work to say, here are all the ways that we are Latin. And it's not just one thing. It's 500,000 things. Wait till you see who we are. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out, huge shout out and thanks to Ryan Morales Green with Latine Musical Theater Lab. Um, and also there's new shows that are happening right now uh, with um, Azul, with Little Duende, with all those young composers that are bringing the Latin experience to musical theater and mm. to New York and I, I really cannot wait to see what happens because the landscape is exciting. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm so glad that I'm here to be part of it. Yes, absolutely. What is the best thing about being a Latin artist? <laughs> I thought of that. <laughs> I Oh, you know what the best thing is? After the show, going out and having people wait for you at the stage door that tell you, you remind me of my abuela. Um, I was so excited to see somebody like me on stage. Thank you, thank you for doing this. I want to do this too. That's the best thing, to be up there on that stage, no matter what kind of show it is, whether it be about uh, Latino people or anybody else, yeah. that I am here, Deborah Cardona, um, you know, I think I will be the first uh, Latin Mrs. Bryce on Broadway. Yes. 
Um, so I'm very, very proud of that. So, so, so anybody out there can look at that and say, I can do that too. Yes. For There's the space. record, for our listeners, Deborah is stepping up into the role of Mrs. Bryce. We are recording this on July 11th. Um, and she is stepping up as one of this role's understudies in the Broadway production of Funny Girls. So Deborah, huge, huge kudos to you. Um, I know that we just met, but I'm so unbelievably proud of you. And I know you're making our community proud. Thank you. Thank you. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, yeah. I want what I'm doing to mean something. And trust me, it does. It does mean a lot. One of my final questions for you is, who is your biggest Latin inspiration? It's it's a number of people, because when I was coming up uh, and when I was young, we had Rita Moreno, we had Cheetah Rivera, when I was obsessed with Chorus Line and Priscilla Lopez, yes. and the other person was Raul Julia. He was doing Shakespeare in the park. He was born in Puerto Rico and he was becoming famous and he kept his accent and nobody tried to take it away from him. That was incredible, incredible to me. I, he was one of my favorite actors growing up. I love that. I love that. Deborah, my final question for you is what are your top five favorite musical theater shows? Okay, that would be In the Heights. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Sweeney Todd, Hamilton, Ragtime, and The Light in the Piazza. Yes, beautiful, beautiful work. Yeah, they're, they're all, uh, they all had a great impact on me, and I really loved them. Um, I think I saw Hamilton three times. <laughs> I saw it in London, too. <laughs> it's a great show. And it, I have um, run into young, young Latin people that um, started doing more research about Alexander Hamilton and the Founding Fathers and everything that Alexander Hamilton wrote, and it was a lot. Yeah. Um, and all because of that musical. They would never know about it or be even a little interested in finding out more about that. So so thank you, Lin-Manuel. Yes. Yes. Huge, huge thank you to our inspiration, Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Deborah, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your story. Um, as we said, we cannot wait for everything else that is coming your way. Thank you so much for being part of this year's Latin and Musical Theater special. Thank you. Thank you. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 